Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast episode 363. Happy, happy, hopey, happy Saturday to everyone out there. It has been a lovely one installed. A fan today, which was... A lot of fun. Not really, obviously. It's not that much fun, but uh, my wife and I had installed a fan a couple days ago. It was a hair-pulling-out affair. Of course, I had no hair really on my head left to pull out, and I couldn't touch the illustrious beard, of course. But the bun- the wonderful thing about installing anything for, uh, you know, as far as electronics are concerned, is that when you've done it once, typically the second time, if it's relatively close in days is a lot easier so i was actually able to install this one all by myself all my lonesome and that was a very nice feeling of accomplishment otherwise been a pretty pretty chill day but today on the podcast today we are going to be talking about star girl season two which i had no idea had that it had even happened i was browsing through the good old hbo max and noticed two seasons and i thought to myself wait a minute i don't remember watching two full seasons of the show sure enough Missed out on season two, which was about 12 or 13, 13 episodes, actually. So I just finished watching that earlier today. Took the really last just couple days to finish it. It's really not that long of a show. And uh, I've got some thoughts about it. I was a pretty big fan of season one. I thought that it did exactly what it needed to do. It's definitely one of the better CW um, superhero type shows because season one especially doesn't really push any concepts of wokeness. And really, it is a show that, I, in all, in in my own opinion, especially especially season one, it really fits its demographic very well. Right? It's clearly geared towards the younger demographic for a more female demographic as well. But it's able to do so with without putting men down it's able to do so without pushing any type of identity politics nonsense and uh, i can say luckily that season two seems to continue in that same vein in that same spirit however there are definitely some things about season two that i'm not as fond of compared to season one so we'll talk about that tonight we'll also talk about the box office as of course we've got dc league of super pets which i really don't have any desire to go see there's nothing about the trailer that really you know, brings out the desire to see it uh, from me, or at least to see it in theaters. It's one I think I could gladly wait for HBO Max, and even then, probably wouldn't even want to spend my time on it. Not because I think it looks bad, but just because it just doesn't look that interesting to me whatsoever. We also have the second weekend numbers for Nope coming in, and it's looking like Nope is going to be right in the middle of the pack as far as its projections domestically. The big question, of course, and I've mentioned this on my box office breakdown video uh, from last weekend, but then also my box office preview video from a couple days ago, that what what I honestly think is going to be a make or break for this Jordan Peele film Nope is going to be that international box office, which as of this point, we don't really have a lot of information on. So that's what we'll be talking about tonight. Of course, we'll have our general discussion, movie talk discussion, that kind of thing. But before getting further, though, please make sure that you smash that like button, not that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Let's say hello to some people. Also, everyone should be able to hear and see the stream without there being any uh, weird dubbing effect. Uh, I think we finally fixed the issue. It, it turns out that it was streaming through uh, the Restream Studio 
was what was causing the issue. Uh, I don't know why it hadn't been causing issues for, for several months, but apparently something must have changed software-wise or whatever, and it started having some issues. So now I've been streaming directly through OBS and have not been really been having any issues. I've not heard of any issues as far as people who've watched the streams. If you are someone that typically does have buffering issues, as I've mentioned previously, that typically tends to be more of a internet situation so if your own internet has some issues streaming certain things then i can't really do much about that but yeah we did a lot of testing this week for the early morning streams and things seem to work pretty well the one downside of course is that if you are watching on d live typically i'm able to highlight your comments however with this new system i can't really do so but daniel thorne was here the other day so shout out to you daniel thorne he had a comment about the orville sympathy sympathy for the devil by seth mcfarlane and that the audiobook for that was out wonder how it differs from the show set in season three just after episode eight it then he then followed to say the book is canon they didn't have time to film it so it's released on a book book is a waste of time he then added on after that fact so (laughs) if anyone had an interest in that that was from daniel thorne and i believe that was from uh, a couple of streams ago but let's say hello to some people in the chat we got marcase what is going on hail to you saying looking forward to this one at 3 38 p.m i actually got this event set up pretty early made me very happy to 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 be able to get that taken care of we also have master of gaming what's going on master of gaming he says hello tina b empress of the universe hail to you Thanks for being here. Uh, <laughs> says that uh, if I knew what a Star Girl was, yeah, it's a CW show, so not too surprised by the fact that you and probably others as well have not even heard of it. However, I am very upset to hear that EFAP is tearing apart John Wick. I think that that is a very bad take on their part. I, I do think that John Wick 1 is far superior as a movie, but I do think all of the other John Wicks have a lot to add to the table, and the John Wick 4 trailer gives everything that fans want for that film so i strongly disagree with the efap boys there but hey still fan of mauler and typically what the efap boys do bongo what's going on brian barth in the chat hail to you um he says also apparently it's on schwarzenegger's birthday but because he's become a bit of an asset in recent months and years i will not wish him a happy birthday orange Eye reviews hello to you Thank you for being here. Apparently, Tina says it's Happy International Friendship Day. I feel like it's always an international day for something, but I think that we should celebrate our friendships every day. That's what I think. So, happy Friendship Day to everybody, but... Let's, let's go ahead and bring that to be every single day. By the way, if you want a uh, comment... Or question read aloud, as Tina puts out there, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin, it lets me know that you're trying to get my attention... And uh, the one positive thing with this current setup, uh, going through OBS and using this little handy-dandy browser extension that allows me to pop up the chat like this, um, is that I can actually see see who the members are. So the only issue that I might fall into is if the chat goes a little bit too quickly. There have been times in the past when the chat has jumped, and it's jumped to the point of erasing some of the history. I don't know why YouTube can't, for some reason, just keep everything (laughs) all together. Um, But luckily, that is really the only issue. So if you are a member, uh, you do not have to put the at Odin, though I do ask that if you don't mind putting the at Odin, it definitely helps. And also that um, I won't highlight the comment if I see that you're talking to somebody else. And Tina also has in here something that I want to make sure that everyone knows about is make sure that you subscribe to Tina's channel so that way you can watch their show with Tina and Steph. Soup to Nuts. Make sure you can watch Soup to Nuts 
and subscribe to Tina's channel to get access to that show. Bruce in the chat, hail to you. By the way, shout out to Bruce for the $100 super chat. The real life super chat. He gave me a $100 bill. $100 bill, yo. And a very, very nice letter as well. So Bruce, thank you so very much for your very kind words. Glad that you enjoy the rosary. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, man. And I definitely am going to be putting that to use. The unfortunate thing is that I don't use... uh, (laughs) I don't use any local businesses, unfortunately, for my rosary making because the specific things I'm looking for, to my knowledge, aren't available other than uh, some of the rope that I use specifically for the beaded rosaries. Um, But I definitely think that I could probably subsidize that into uh, using it for for Blu-rays and 4Ks for giveaways and stuff like that. So thank you, Bruce. I really do appreciate it a lot. You are the man. I always appreciate your in real life super chat donations <laughs> in the form of cash. And uh, you're awesome, man. I finally went to the P.O. box as well. And uh, for some people, I-, I think it was a lot of people who typically I have not sent things to before. But I did send some rosaries out about a week ago. And apparently it didn't count as media mail, even though there were some papers in there. Uh, it wasn't enough, apparently. So I had to resend those out earlier and so those should be getting to y'all within the next week or so. Actually, those, because those are first-class mail, because I couldn't do the media mail, uh, probably actually should get to you in the next two or three days. So if anyone is someone waiting on a rosary, should be getting it pretty soon. Anyway, back into the chat. Rob D. Well, chat jumped on me, but Rob D. was the next one. Let's make sure that no comments. No comments have been skipped at this point. Get 70 b thank you for being in the chat. Thank you. She is the General of the Valkyries. Thank you very much for being here. Always, always appreciate it. Rob D is also in the chat. Hail to you. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, hail to you. Tag to say, it's uh, it's a busy night of Fuji Rocks, UFC, and you. OMG. Not much for the UFC myself, but hey. Mark Lasseth, what's going on? Welcome. Flag Ninja, who is a member. Hail to you, Flag Ninja. Thank you very much for being here. Sherry Allen is in the chat. Hail to you, Sherry. Hope you're feeling well. The Big Chimpansky. Chimpansky, I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen you in the chat, good friend. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. By the way, Thunderduck over on Odyssey tagged early, and he said, Hi, I had a discussion with Script Doctor two weeks ago about marketing budget. He says a movie overall costs three times its production budget because marketing costs skyrocketed in the last 10 years. Um, yeah, I understand that. And he, he went on, by the way, Thunderduck went on to say that films need to make about a billion dollars. The problem with that is that it's different for every single film. So sometimes for lower budget films, they don't spend as much on marketing or don't spend the typical 1.5 times the budget for the total cost of the film because they either don't have the money to do so or they're going to rely heavily on word of mouth campaigns and so therefore they don't have to spend a lot of money whereas some larger studios might end up spending a little bit more the problem always comes down to and this is why I always try and I try to make this always as clear as I can because everyone always tries to I think get into a position where they say I figured it out well you're not taking this into account and you're not taking they people try to get so involved in all of the numbers in such great detail that they miss the forest for the trees because you bring up, oh, they spend more on marketing. It's like, yes, but they're also getting a lot of marketing deals in product placement in their films. How do you account for that? We don't have direct access to those contracts and to those deals. Um, every film is a little bit different too. And so when you dive into it that way, you're ready just to one, pull your hair out and two, have to eventually end up admitting that there's no way that you can get every single one of those metrics down 
which is why I like to go with what's simple. Okay, what's the budget that they've told us about? What is historically the typical marketing cost for all films? And I hit that same standard for all films because that is the fairest standard by which I know how to treat them. If I was to go through every individual film and try and figure out what the individual budget, individual marketing cost was for a film, it would drive me crazy and I would still not be able to find out the exact answer. And so that's why I give ranges. That's why I give, hey, this is most likely going to be how much the film needs to make to break even. This is the likely amount of profit or the likely amount of loss. And that is, again, something that oftentimes people who think they've figured it out, think that they finally got that equation correct. Oh, it needs to make this amount, this amount, this amount. This is really where they, I think, get lost in a lot of ways. So I think the, the metrics that I use are the fairest. I think that they tend to be the more simplistic as well, though I definitely admit that they are still very, <laughs> can be very complicated for people that don't like math, myself included in that. But yeah, whenever people try to go into saying, oh, well, what about this and what about that? I think, okay, well, I can bring up five or ten, five to ten other things that would go against what you've just said. So that's why it's like, I'm just going to go ahead and stick with what's been reported by the studio, what is typically the amount spent by the studio on marketing, and then the, t- and then the typical returns that we end up seeing. Anyway. Uh, let's see. We got Alice McCarthy. Howdy, Odin, he says. How's it going? How's Thor? I like Stargirl season. I like Stargirl, but season one was better. I totally agree, Alex. Totally agree. I think season one is definitely better than season two, though I do think, excuse me, I do think there are some pretty cool things in season two, specifically the character of Shade. I thought the character of Shade or the Shade was awesome. Uh, I just always appreciate those more old school, like British actor or you know actor type who has you know the top hat and everything you know dressed all fancy and then he is a very mysterious person is he a villain is he an anti-hero what what exactly is he i thought that his character arc in season two was actually very interesting and to be honest i thought a lot of the arcs in season two were pretty interesting the only episode that i did not like as much was the one that focused on the new dr midnight um, the, the girl who plays the new Dr. Midnight, who had become big, you know, good friends with the, with the AI Chuck, right? And then Chuck goes away at the end of season one. And there was one episode where the, the evil being in this season basically tries to, you know, basically goad at her. And at one point, men- and at one point mentions her race. And at one point she has a line as a response to be like, I'm proud to be black or something. And I was like, all right, that was not really something I needed to <laughs> to see. And, you know, but it also, but at the end of the day, if that's the worst line, as far as like the, if that's the closest that they get to like political commentary, that's pretty low on, on the grounds of it, right? It's, it's very low in comparison to a lot of the other stuff that we see. And, you know, they make things like Thor, Love and Thunder and all, all the other stuff. So yeah, if that's the worst thing as far as politics is concerned that happens in the show, then, you know, that's okay. There's only one other moment outside of identity politics that deals with them in a classroom. They're learning history in summer school. And so there's mention of uh, colonialism to some extent, right? And so it's clearly a very one-sided view of things like, oh, yeah, the, the white people coming in, da 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 But again, it was one of those throwaway lines that is not a major part of the story and it only happens that one time. And again, if you have two lines in the entire season, eh, is what it is. 
the show itself had other problems beside that. And I don't mean like bad problems. I just mean just not being as crisp, not being as clean, uh, not having as much of an interesting story as season one did. Also, I thought that the actors that were involved in season one who kind of go away in season two uh, for reasons of the events of season one, I, I thought that that was also something that was not nearly as as strong about it. But yeah, just general thoughts about season two would be not as good as season one. I still enjoyed it. I still really enjoy. Uh, I think the young actress that plays Stargirl is great. She has great charisma, great positivity. She fits that role, I think, very well. I, I think that uh, Luke Wilson also does a really good job as a father figure. They portray him as a good father figure. Um, and I think that's a very uh, that's a very important dynamic to have in a show. Uh, one of the cool things about the end of season one was how she, as the stepdaughter, finally calls him dad, right? And so having that relationship continue, I thought was also something very important. So, yeah. Uh, Thunderduck added over on Odyssey, he only meant that the big budget movies, 200 million beyond MCU, DC, Star Wars, so typical blockbuster movies. Thunderduck, yeah, and he just removed the comment. And it doesn't matter what you reword that to be because... I still stand by exactly what I said because, in fact, if you're going to double down on those or if he's going to double down on those, then I would say, yes, and those are the same movies that are going to get a lot more lucrative product placement deals that's going to make up for any new metrics that you somehow come up with. I I mean, again, I'm not denying that that things have not gotten more expensive, but it also means that these studios have to now work in different ways to try and recoup those those costs. And it could be by having more product placement in their movies, etc. And as I said, it can get really just really heady if you get into the weeds on those numbers uh, as much as a lot of people like to do. By the way, low watermark, 10 minutes ago. Thank you for the $25 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you for circumventing Mama Susan. Says, hi, Odin. Can you explain again how the total weekend numbers are known on Sunday before people have even gone to see the movies that day? Why isn't it midday Monday when the numbers are out? Well, low watermark, that's a very, very good question. I'll go ahead and refresh it so that way people can see it pop up again. Again, low watermark. Thank you so much for that generous donation. So the reason why the studio, or the reason why the numbers and box office mojo and all these other box office sites, the reason why they can get the numbers out on Sunday is because as you notice throughout the weekend, you have the reported numbers coming out from the studios, right? The reported numbers coming out from the studios and you get the Thursday numbers, you get the Friday numbers, and you also, you get the Saturday numbers too, right? You get those estimates. And so, therefore, what you're able to do is you're able to see a trend. You're able to see, okay, here's what it made on Thursday. Here's the projections of what it made on Thursday. Okay, here's the drop-off from that Thursday to Friday. Okay, now we can also then compare that to the drop-off we see from the Friday to Saturday. And so, basically, what they do is they look at the trends, right? They look at the daily performance. They look and see where the changes are. And then they're able to, using that data, make a good estimate as to where that Sunday number likely will be. Now you'll notice too that typically on the Monday, usually Tuesday after the weekend, you will see those numbers get adjusted. That's why they are called the estimates, right? Those are estimates based off of different uh, different metrics, different calculations that they use and have used for, for decades. And they're able to get to these estimates that are actually pretty accurate. You'll notice that the weekend numbers will change on that Monday or Tuesday after, and normally it'll either be a little bit higher or a little bit lower, and that's for the weekend numbers. And what that is, is that's the actuals adjustment. So we do get the actual weekend numbers, 
usually around the Tuesday after the weekend, because that's when we get the actual reports from the studios, from the theaters, about what exactly was made by that movie on a given weekend. But they're able to get to, so again, they're able to get to that number by using different metrics and by using historical standards as well. So if they notice that a film is following a very similar path, so for instance, the film Nope, they would they would easily be able to say, okay, let's see how this film compares to where Us was at the same time of its release. Or, hey, let's see how much of a difference there is between the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this film's release. Is it tracking similarly to what we saw with with this film or not? can do that with other films, too, historically. And then you're going to be able to find that it's a very similar uh, dynamic, and that's how they're able to figure that out. So hopefully that makes sense. And Thunderduck, I saw that you just deleted another comment. Again, you don't need to explain it because, one, it's not going to change my mind, and two, it's still going to have the same problems that I have already mentioned. So there's no need to tag me again on the third attempt at the comment. I appreciate the comment. I really do appreciate it. But it does have its flaws. All right. So I'm, I'm not going to go back to it. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely does seem high because it again, I would love to see the actual proof of it. At the same time, I would also love to see how he compensates for the rise in other revenue streams that these studios will be getting because he's not, I guarantee you, if he's saying that it's, it, it needs to make three times its budget, he's not going to be accounting for those things. Just say it, just putting those out there. Also low watermark. Thank you very much for the five memberships. Actually, it not, it's not going to drive me crazy tonight because I can actually see who is a member with this new set, setup and system that I've got going on. So thank you very much for that, man. I really do. I really do appreciate it. By the way, Old Guard, the Old Guard has been a member for nine, month, nine months. He cashed in on his member comment saying, Look at, looking forward to your thoughts. Not seen any of season two yet. I've heard the others say it was good. Yeah, so even though it's not as good as season one, it is still good. If season, so I'm not saying season one was a 10 out of 10, like perfect, but let's say that that's like the standard. Let's say season one is the 10, right? Is the standard. I would say season two is about a seven or eight. So it's still pretty good. Not as good, but still pretty solid nonetheless. I I really enjoyed it. Let's see. Mr. Roy, what is going on? Good, sir. Thanks for being here. Always glad to see you in the chat. There's low watermark. Hail to you. Soul Assassin, who is a member, hail to you. Lance Mala, are you going to watch any SummerSlam matches this week? Probably not. I just do not care about the WWE at all. I've been done with them for years. Sorry, I've been done with them. Yeah, actually, it's been about two years since I pretty much gave up on them because it was during the pandemic. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much done with the WWE. I don't really care that much at all um, about anything that they have going forward. And a big part of that is because almost all of the talent that they once had, they canceled the contracts and those people are either in limbo or have signed on with AEW. And so that's where I'm standing. I'm right now in the middle of an FTW match, FTW championship match from Dynamite this week um, between Ricky Starks and Hook. I'm assuming Hook's going to win. That is seemingly where it's been. uh, That seems to be the direction that it's going. We'll have to wait and see. I'll have to wait and see at least because I'm literally halfway through the match, but it was right after the match with Danhausen. But uh, yeah. Uh, input latency who's a member what's up dude he says hail peeps today is a good day it is indeed said says did you see the panels going on everyone was there how cool was that yeah i wasn't able to watch uh all of it i was able to watch uh part of the panel from houston um from anime matsuri i really wish i could have gone 
Uh, but unfortunately, I had already done. I, I'm, I'm, I was tripped out. All right, I was tripped out. I had done the Orlando trip. That was quite a drive. The Dallas trip was was a huge drive, a huge investment of time and resources. And with this being the last weekend before school meetings start, again, could I have done it? Sure. It would not have been fair, one, to my wife. It would not have been fair to the lady, Freya, who right now is enjoying her last weekend before going into a new job, by the way. Thank you for the prayers. I know I'd mentioned that and hadn't updated that in a while, but she got a new job. And so we're very, very excited for that. It's it's awesome. And she's very, very excited to start this week. But she also took two weeks. So that way she could just relax. Then I got COVID, and so she had to take care of me for a bit. So things didn't really go the way. So I'm really glad that I did not plan or, or, or you know, do anything to go to Houston. As much as it would have been fun to do so and to be there with everybody, maybe I actually would have had a seat on the panel this time. Um, no solid at all. Uh, <laughs> it was so, to me, the coolest thing was some of the images. Some of the images that were, were, were coming, coming from it. We saw a bunch of, I uh, saw a few of them on Friday Night Tights were that they all had these, um, not even just the panels, but the booths that they had. I was like, that's so cool. Like, to have these people that I know that I'm friends with have their own panel at this event. It definitely makes, it definitely, one, makes me hope that we do something similar next year, and two, that I can go to the Anime Matsuri. Because I think that that might be what I try to do, especially as I'm sure our fellowship continues to grow within the, you know, the community continues to grow as well. I think that one of the things that would be cool is that maybe every summer I can pick, you know, two or max three events that I could actually go to Um, because I think that that would be the most fair to the Laity Freya and the most doable for me, uh, pocketbook wise. (laughs) Bongo, the only time that you annoy me, dude, is when you say I'm here to annoy you. Because you, you otherwise you don't, unless you're bringing up Zack Snyder, which you don't. <laughs> Alzbarri says season three is about to come in about a month, so uh, or so ain't sure it is actually because I double checked because again I had no idea season two had even happened until I found it on HBO Max. Happy that I found it on HBO Max and that I didn't have to go through the CW to watch it because the CW app is a nightmare. Um, but yeah, I think it's the end of August is, I believe, when season three of Stargirl is supposed to start. So I'm pretty excited for it. Definitely glad to have caught up with it. Um, Tina, I just like this comment. Is Stargirl related to Starman with Jeff Bridges? No. <laughs> Rob D. Tag to say hello. Odin, I hope Disney has come to accept that they may very well never see 2019 level box office success ever again. I think that they might, but... Now they've got something that back in 2019 they did not have to the same level, and that is the Disney Plus numbers. And that, that I think, is something that many of us, myself included, oftentimes underplay. Because if you think about it, that's a monthly amount of money they're getting. So you're talking about getting close to, what, somewhere between, and again, this is, I think this is being completely fair, somewhere between $750 million and a $1 billion from subscriptions every single month 12 months, you do the math. So $12 billion potentially, maybe what, 8 to $12 billion just from subscriptions? I don't know. I, I think that that is definitely something that can make up for the massive losses that they're seeing at the box office. Not to mention, of course, um, even though they only had 25% of the box office, uh, the box office receipts or the box office, specifically the, the raw net gains from Spider-Man No Way Home, even though they only got 25% of it because it's a Sony film, regardless of what people want to think, 
that 25% of a almost $2 billion film still was a, a pretty nice bit of cash. In fact, it was enough. Just the 25% number, the 25% cut they got from Spider-Man No Way Home made up for all of their losses at the theater, at least from Marvel. I didn't do the full math on all the other losses they had last year, but it may have even made those up too because they made a lot of money from that one. Captain Canada, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Heimdall, thanks for reminding me. If you want to support the channel, you can support me on Patreon or Subscribestar. I don't talk about those enough. I also have a Locals channel as well. Check out the top link in the video description if you want to support the channel in those ways. I'm supposed to do a podcast this week, but my my co-host, my hetero life mate, John the Flickpick Flickinger, just has not had time for me. <laughs> he's a busy man, and apparently he's too busy to do the podcast. So if you're wondering why there's no podcast, ask John. Spam John, because he's the reason. Soul Assassin! <laughs> No shade at all. No shade. Soul Assassin is a member. Says, I'm surprised the CW is still around. I thought it got sold. Um, nah, it is. It is indeed still around. Cacao and Cookies Minion is a member. Hey, everyone making lentil curry. So we'll be listening for now. Nice. Very, very, very cool. Flag Ninja is a member. Says, I call it, I called it Italian dub mode. It was definitely something. It was definitely something. General Wingster, no longer a member. That's okay by me. <laughs> What's up, General Wingster? By the way, here is the old guards uh, comment again. Uh, thank you for, for being a member and for your membership comment. Uh, again, I do think that season two of Stargirl is, is pretty solid. Pretty, pretty solid. Hopefully, I've, I've given y'all enough to chew on for that. But yeah, it's a solid show. Again, if season one is the standard, this one's about a seven or an eight out of ten in comparison. Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Thanks for being a member. I appreciate it. Uh, Soul Assassin says, Arnold's birthday cake was made by the maid. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, of course. Of course. Hamilton Berger. What's up, Hamilton Berger? He's also a member. He says, yes, we should celebrate our friendships every day, but today is to celebrate our international friendships, mon ami. Well, we should celebrate those every day, too. Laura, the modern major general of the channel. Hail to you. Laura, shorty short. Thank you very much for being here. As, t uh, as Stephanie is putting out right there. Yes, indeed. Please smash that like button. Really does mean a lot. Chat has jumped on me like it always does. So let's go ahead and see if any comments were skipped. It looks like some comments may have been skipped. May have been skipped. But it's 7.08 in the chat. It's 7.29 in real life. I am 21 minutes behind. Just always remember, I do fall behind in the chat. And because YouTube can't keep up with it, it means that sometimes comments might get skipped, but not on purpose. There's Bruce with the smiley faces. Thank you again, man, for that real-life super chat. Input latency is a member. Says, friendship day, of course, because friendship has been forgotten by the modern world. Only lovers in Eros and allies. We should bring the concept back, the concept of friendship. I appreciate your use of philosophical language there, man. You're speaking my language. And yeah, it's absolutely been, I would say it's been a corruption of Eros, uh, because if you actually look to it, the modern conception of Eros is one that is actually more so a, um, a corruption than anything else. That's for another stream and another night. The R, what is going on, good sir? Thank you for being back in the chat. Keck44, who is a member, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Fred Farkle in the chat. Great name, Mr. Farkle. 
<laughs> Alrighty. Let's see. Looking for members' comments and people who tag me. Yeah, I have nothing against Script Doctor. I have nothing against Script Doctor. All I was saying is that the logic that was being used can easily be fought against just by mentioning those other revenue streams. And that's why I like to keep things simple because even though it may not be the exact dollar amount that it's made, it's going to get close. And the ranges that typically I am able to come up with with the actual projected range of how much money a movie is going to make, I think covers enough ground because it's a broad enough range to, to be able to fit in all of the different dynamics and all of those different aspects that could potentially pop into it. So yeah, not, not throwing shade at him whatsoever. I'm just merely pointing out that it's more so people in the comments section and less so other content creators. Because I think I've mentioned previously, uh, someone who's a great channel, by the way, if you've not followed him, do so. Valiant Renegade, shout out to Valiant Renegade. He's awesome. He did a video about a week and a half ago, I think at this point, breaking down how the box office works. And he does such a deep dive. He goes so specific into the numbers. Um, however, I do think that there are some things that are left out. Because um, one of the things that he kind of downplays a little bit is the popcorn and the uh, concession sales. And then also he brings up that, you know, other people bring up that being a big portion of the money that a theater gets. Um, and that theaters typically, you know, that it's a myth apparently that theaters get a small amount of the ticket sales. Um that they get a small amount of ticket sales, and I just don't. Th- it was it was missing a bit of, a bit of nuance there because I know that he wasn't directing this at me, by the way. Um, but as someone who worked at a theater, who was in charge of actually creating the schedule within the system, and then also because of that, working hand in hand with senior manager, with the senior manager of the theater and the general manager of the theater, I know as a fact, because they told me so, that in the first two weeks of release for a movie. Studio is typically, and again, it ranges because he was correct to, bark, to, to say that the bookers, that the, the, the different contracts will be different for the studios, different for the movie as well, and that's all true. But that typically, especially for the bigger budget films, studios get about 90% of the box office in the first two weeks, which means every $10 spent on a ticket in the first two weeks specifically, studio gets about nine of that, the theater gets about one of that, and so, therefore, they do get the vast majority of their profits in the first two weeks of a film's release from popcorn and soft drinks. Over the course of the film, however, after those first two weeks go by, then that's when you see that relationship change. You see that contract change. And that's when you see a much larger portion going to the theater. And that's why, if you look to those end results in the 10K that Valiant Renegade broke down, and again, it's an exceptional video. I highly recommend it. Um why you see the breakdown end up being the way it is. But that breakdown only shows you the entire course of the year and not specifically what happens at a given time in a film's release. So anyway, hope that makes a little bit more sense. Anyway, Sherry Allen, what's going on? I wish I was better having a bad week for my health. Hope you and your family are doing well. Sherry Allen, still praying for you. Uh, as you go through this, and the entire Asgardian community, I know, is there with you as well. Um, and I was looking at my Stamps.com account, and it looks like, I, I believe that the rosary is still on the way to you. It has not said it was delivered. It's in transit. Uh, but hopefully that gets to you soon. And I hope that you feel better, Sherry. 
David L., who's a member, says, If all the trees have been cut down because gas is so high, is there still a forest? Hashtag woke new world. Um, well, luckily, we do have a lot of sustainable forests that are being developed. And that's actually something I don't mind using as much, right? There's a good green mindset, and then there's also a militant evil green mindset, right? The evil mindset is that pushed by AOC and that pushed by uh, Greta Thunberg, right? Literally, Greta Thunberg, if, if she had it her way, millions of people would die overnight. Because if she could snap her fingers to stop fossil fuels, she, she would, at least according to her. And if that were to happen, millions of people would die. But I digress. Uh, but then there's the good green, which is, hey, sustainable forest. That's a good thing. I can get paper from a sustainable forest. All right. Awesome. It's actually a lot cheaper to get paper from a sustainable forest than it is to get it from a recycled one. It's not very easy or not very efficient to recycle paper, actually. But to have a sustainable forest actually works pretty well. In fact, don't quote me on this, but it's been told to me before that Actually, it's better to get paper from younger trees than older trees. The more you know. Keely Chow, what's going on? By the way, I also have always, I've made it, I, I've stated this consistently in the past that my dream is to have a hydrogen car. Not because of anything green or political, but because I just think it's so cool that the only byproduct would be H2O. H2O! Rob D. To to say, people saying they figured out the magical formula for marketing costs is like people that say they figured out the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> Rob D. Yes, absolutely. That is a perfect analogy, sir. Kudos to Rob D. That is a perfect analogy. Exactly. Anyone who says they figured out the magic formula to get the exact correct numbers uh, for, for box office, it's the same as if it says it would be the same to say, oh, I've figured out the algorithm on YouTube. <laughs> because part of what they say is true, right? It is constantly changing, right? Marketing costs are going to change over time, but that also means that revenues are going to change over time. And it just seems so much more sensible to say that they tend to follow each other, right? So as they spend more in marketing, they then receive more in alternate revenue streams to make up for it. But it is what it is. Jacques Le Suave over on Odyssey. What's going on? Obama Nation over there as well. But Jacques Le Suave tagged to say, what's your stance on people smuggling their own food into the cinema? I do it myself, but only because their prices are damn near uh, extortionate. So I'm, I'm very mixed on that Jacques Le Suave. All right. It depends on what you're sneaking in. If you are sneaking in candy, I don't have a problem with that. Because if I can spend a dollar on a box of, of uh, oh, I was going to say Thin Mints, but I'm like, no, that's the Girl Scout cookie. Junior Mints. If I can spend a dollar on a box of Junior Mints, but if I buy it from the concession stand, it's going to be 4 or $5? That's insane. I don't mind that. What I, what I cannot stand and what I will never stand for is when people bring in like full-fledged meals into the theater. And it's not just because they're bringing in the food. It's because typically it's the kind of food that smells. And so if I'm watching a movie, so I'm, I'm saying this as someone who watches a movie and not someone who used to work at a theater and had to look for that kind of stuff. It's more of the, I don't want to be behind the person who decided to bring in the, the full Popeyes or the, you know, the full steak dinner or whatever it was. Um, cause typically it's not the steak dinner, which would smell lovely. Typically it's, it's some random conglomeration of food items that don't smell well together, especially if you're not the one eating it. 
So that is something that I am opposed to. Candy, I think, makes complete sense. You're not hurting anybody. You know, it's everything. I, I will say, though, I always do feel obligated to go to the concession stand if I'm seeing a movie, specifically because, as I mentioned, it is still true that uh, the vast majority of the money from the, from the tickets from a movie in those first two weeks especially, the vast majority of that goes to the studio. And so by going to the concession stand, it does help out the theater and it helps the theater stay afloat, especially since they have such a large return <laughs> on their investment. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a mixed... I'm definitely a mixed response when it comes to that. Yes, uh, Abomination said, a whole fish dinner with a side of Brussels sprouts. Exactly. I don't want to smell that. By the way, cleaning that up after is also bad. So if you're going to be that person, because I know there's probably some people in the chat right now. I know there's people in the chat right now who are probably like, oh, I do that. Oh, I do that. I bring all that stuff in. If you bring it in, at least clean up after yourself. And I, I, I imagine that most people in the Asgardian community, because we are an awesome community, if we bring stuff in, we do clean up. But as someone who used to have to clean theaters, that was the other thing, is that it's one thing for me to have to pick up a popcorn bag, which it's so easy for you just to bring out, but that's a whole other tirade for a whole other day. Um, but when I have to clean up your boxes and boxes of food items that are not from the theater, yeah, I've got some problems with that. <laughs> Keck44, who's a member, says, When Odin uses the phrase, pull your hair out, does anyone else giggle? I get it. I get it, Keck44. I'm bold. I'm bold. By choice, mostly. Mostly. Nathan Slay, what's up? Good sir. Tag to say, good evening. Kudos to you for doing box office breakdowns and for doing the math for us so that we don't have to. I try to do the best I can and to keep it as simplistic as I can as well. Sherry says, I found that your research on costs and profits by the studio are accurate or close to it. Well, Sherry Allen, thank you very much for looking up the numbers. Uh, Eric Wynn, what's going on, good sir? Says, what did the Pope, what did that Pope release within the last few days pertaining to TLM, Oremus, brother, FSSP? Um, in the last few days, he hasn't released anything. There was a letter he released about, it must be close to a month ago, where he basically, it was not a doctrinal document like Traditionis Custodis was. It was, it was just a letter, really. And it was just reiterating the same points that he had already made. Um, there have been some moves made at the diocesan level, though. Recently, Arlington, Texas, actually, um, the bishop there has put in some draconian measures uh, that's going to have a severe impact. Apparently, Arlington, Texas had the largest number of traditional Latin masses in any diocese. That's no longer going to be the case. The number is going to go down quite quite a bit. It's very bad. Very, very sad. Big Chimpanzee had to say, do you ever brew your own beer? No, I don't drink. I am straight edge. I am a straight edge brother. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. Alice McCarthy says, I have SummerSlam on. It's the first of the Triple H era. Still team AEW, but I'm curious. Well, here's the only problem with that, Alex McCarthy, is that, okay, he says he stepped down, right? Vince has. But how much power and influence does he still have, for one? And then two... I doubt that Triple H and some of the other members who have taken over are going to make any drastic changes right off the bat. It's just my own personal thought. So, yeah. Let's see. Keely Shaw says, we need to have you in Houston next year. So, yeah, so it, it sounds to me, based on everything that I've already seen, and I haven't seen a lot, apparently there's a, a lot of stuff I still need to see, but based on what I have seen as far as, like, the booths that these, that, that 
the friends of mine are having at Anime uh, Matsuri, the fact that there are the panels going on too, that they were well attended, it definitely makes it where I'm probably more likely to do that one next year. Um, again, because I'm pretty much tapped out for this year. I don't even think I'm going to be able to make it to the, the really big Geeks and Gamers meetup in Orlando in October, just because it's a really bad time as a teacher for the meetup. If I can, I, I obviously will, but I just, again, I don't think I'm going to be able to make that one work just because of, uh, of timing. It's one of the tough things about being a teacher. That's why I, I love the fact that we had a lot of things happen over the summer because I was like, I can actually do this. I can actually, I can actually drive to Orlando and justify that time-wise. I can drive to Dallas. So my guess would be that if we do decide to commit to Anime Matsuri, as they seem to be a, a very, uh, let's just say, a very pro-fan con, then I might make that one of my primaries next summer. Also, who knows what we'll be doing next summer because there might, there could be even bigger stuff planned for next summer. As uh, Jeremy always likes to say, onward and upward. Nathan Slay says, I was going to watch the movie Nope in theaters with a friend, but it said I watched the movie Fight Club with a friend with someone who'd never seen Fight Club before. Hey, that's a pretty good, pretty good film. Pretty good choice. And again, I know that you've kind of been on the fence a little bit with it, Nathan. And I can say, if you're worried about, and I know I've mentioned this already, but if you're worried about Nope being as politically charged or as focused on identity politics as his other films are it's not but it also isn't that great of a film so it's not a bad movie it's just not a great movie so you know whatever floats your boat soul assassin says she's no brie larson well who who are we talking about here who are we talking about here it's the Orange Hat Review says, as of an hour ago, the Batman 2's main villain is Mr. Freeze. I used to meet you, Batman. Wait a minute. So in the Batman, not only are we getting, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I'm mixing my films up for a second. I forgot that it's Joker's sequel, Joker 2, that's going to be a musical. Because for a second, I'm like, oh, the Batman. Isn't that a musical? No, it's Joker 2. But wouldn't it be funny if the Batman ended up being a musical? There's no word on that yet. I, I would only want that because then with Mr. Freeze, you could then do Mr. Freeze on ice and you could have him do ice, ice capades puns. That would actually make me excited to see the Batman after having watched the Batman, <laughs> which wasn't that great. Uh, Snorta Poopas Cuber. How are humans and other quitters? What's going on, Snorta Poopas? Thanks for saying hi. I appreciate you. You are awesome. Uh, by the way, I just realized I made a comment, a crack at General Wingster earlier for not being a member anymore, but Low Watermark had uh, gifted those five memberships at the Army of Asgard level, and uh, unfortunately, General Wingster got another one of those memberships. He keeps on doing that somehow, uh, but congrats to General Wingster, Keely Chow, to GMonkey76, Mike Jackson, and to uh, Cthulhu for becoming members, thanks to the generosity of Low Watermark. Alrighty. Back into the chat. Church Boy says, got all the green lights. You're starting to you're starting a grow OP. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. It's because it's a Saturday during the time after Pentecost, and the liturgical color is green. It is also, of course, a Saturday of Our Lady. So I guess I could have gone white, but decided not to. Decided not to. Again, low watermark. Thank you for gifting those donations. That is awesome. I wish that I had some control over who got it. I still don't know quite... I still don't quite understand how all of that works. 
But if you have a comment or question, remember, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin. Let's me know that you're trying to get my attention. Thank you all for being here. General Wingster, who's a member now, again, but much script doctor. Yes. Just says, but much script doctor. Again, nothing against script doctor. Nothing at all. Physics General Kenny Lee, what's going on? Hail to you. General Wingster. <laughs> Darn it, low watermark. Odin can see me again. This is true. Scott McKenzie, who's a member. What's going on? Good, sir. Welcome back. Anthony Buck, that's a new name in the chat. Hail to you. Ikthulu was a new name, too. He's a member now. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Input latency, Tanya say, my sisters, who's been away from church for a while, is tagging along with my parents and I to Mass tomorrow, bringing her two kids. Nice. Very, very, very nice. Um, I, I, I don't know for sure, Input latency, but do you go to a TLM? Nathan Slay, to be honest, I'm looking forward to Bullet Train, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it too, even though Brad Pitt has revealed himself as a bi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he's Hollywood. He's, he's typical Hollywood, so Hollywood is going to go with whatever the trends are, and since now everything is all about being... Actually, it's not even just about being gay anymore, right? That's Spacey's Law, right? Spacey's Law says if you get in trouble for anything, just say you're gay and you're fine. Nowadays, it would be... I don't even know what law it would be, but now it's, oh, no, no I'm non-binary. That's like the new, it's a, it's a trend, right? Because there are people that are actually dealing with these psychological demons, right? There are people dealing with these psychological issues who need help. But then there's also other people that it's, it's a part of a social contagion. And I think we've already seen a lot of uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, etc. really, you know, discover and uncover and be honest about the fact that there is a social contagion aspect to all this nonsense. But I digress. Alex says, as I told my wife two minutes ago, the Vince era is over. It can't bore you anymore, but it still could. Soul Assassin, bring back Celebrity Deathmatch. In fact, back the golden age. Bring back the golden days of MTV. Yes, a fact. Yes, and I, I'm so glad you mentioned Celebrity Deathmatch. That was such a great show. For those that don't remember it, it was a claymation-style show on MTV. It was very much WWE-inspired they uh, had wrestling matches between um, one of my favorites was <laughs> there was there was something between I think it was the Backstreet Boys or Hanson, one of the all boy bands from the 90s and Marilyn Manson and the or I forget what the original match was. I think it was actually a battle between all of the boy bands. So all the boy bands were supposed to fight. And then it was Marilyn Manson who basically cuts the the rafters. <laughs> And it falls and it kills all of the boy bands. It was it was quite a storyline. General Wankster, Odin, I blame Low Watermark. As soon as I get out, he pulls me back in. Yeah, I guess, does he get to choose who becomes a member? I, I still don't know exactly how that works. Jacques Lesuave, thanks for tagging. Good sir, says, Kevin Spacey's not gay. He has... <laughs> Okay, I love the, the, this is a Friday night tight shout. Uh, so Jacques Lesuave says, Kevin Spacey's not gay. He has sex with men and relationships with women. Well, I hate to. <laughs> that means you're gay. Oh, <laughs> uh, that clip just. That clip gets me every single time it happens. Uh, let's see. Thunderdog tagged, uh, tagged and said over on Odyssey, I went to the numbers and saw Ragnarok made more than Love and Thunder on its second weekend and making more the last three days by a million to 1.5 million. It seems unusual. What do you think? I don't think that's unusual at all. 
Why would that be unusual? Ragnarok did a lot better. Ragnarok is long-term based off of where... So basically, right now, Love and Thunder is is tracing to end up to be somewhere between probably 700 and 750 million by the end of its run. Ragnarok made over 850. So this film, we already know, is trailing pretty far behind where Ragnarok was around the same time of its release. And also, we, we already know that it's well below the projections that they had for this movie. That's one of the good things that um, that the numbers, especially as a website, is is able to provide. Let me see if I can get my studio mode set up properly so that way I can get my window capture so that way we can we can look at these numbers together all right so let's switch over to my news report there we go beautiful 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 so as you can see on the numbers this is the tracking for Thor Love and Thunder all right so what you have here is the first few days and so again Based off the first weekend, the first several days, they're able to start to get an idea of, okay, here's how the film is going day to day. We can now do some use some metrics to determine what is the likely best case scenario, what's the likely worst case scenario based off of this and history. Notice this line. It is at the bottom of the projections for the first several days. And then by, what is this, day you know, seven or so, it then starts to fall below any of the projections. So as of right now, the domestic total is 292. However, it's supposed to be, based off of the metrics, it, it should be somewhere between 310 and 452. So this film is underperforming in the domestic marketplace. I can already eyeball that 321 internationally and tell you it is underperforming there too. The film is going to break even. I know there's some people out there that don't want to hear that, but based off of the metrics and the best information we have available, the likely break-even point for this film is roughly around 625. It's going to hit that this weekend. However, we are seeing this film slow down. We are seeing this film slow down, and so that's the reason why I think that seven to $750 million end result is likely. And that would, of course, put that well below not only Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but also would put it below even Thor Ragnarok. We'll go ahead and pull those movies both up, adjust for inflation, because that's the only fair thing to do. So we have Ragnarok in this column, Doctor Strange, Love and Thunder. So notice right here, right? Thor Love and Thunder on Friday made $3.75 million. At the same time of release, Doctor Strange made $4.5 Thor Ragnarok made 6.8. The reason why is because Ragnarok had a very strong word of mouth campaign. Both of these two films, both these, both of these films, that's Doctor Strange 2 and Love and Thunder, had poor word of mouth. And so you're seeing this film fall. So even though at the same point of its release, 292 versus Ragnarok's 273, what you're going to start seeing is, as you can see right here, with this film starting to do more money-wise. This is going to continue further along. So these numbers will continue to be, based off of the current tracking, higher once Love and Thunder, of course, catches up as far as the days of release are concerned. And I think that it won't be, it won't be long, and I would not be surprised in the least, 
if by the end of it, Ragnarok has a higher domestic number, right? Because uh, Ragnarok ended around $319.6 million domestically. Based off of the numbers that we're seeing from this movie, I don't know. I don't necessarily I don't necessarily see the film being able to do that. It could. Theoretically, it could. What it won't be able to do is make the 547 of the international market. So again, Ragnarok made 869.4. It's definitely not going to get anywhere close to Doctor Strange 2. So you're looking at a movie going to probably cap out somewhere between 7 and $750 million. While I have this up, DC League of Super Pets. Again, I, I don't really care much for this film, but it's made $9.3 million. It does need to make quite a bit to break even. So uh, I'll, I'll wait to see what the actual weekend numbers are to make an assessment on that one. The film, nope. We have no international numbers at this point. However, it's Friday to Friday drop is around 70%, which is about standard. It's, it's nothing. There's no real alarms going off with that kind of a drop off with the kind of film that it is. Um, but we can, of course, be able to pull up something. As you can see, the reason why I say that this film probably will be okay is here's the projections based off of its opening. Notice how it's right in the middle. So I think it's doing exactly what it needs to do. The only thing it's missing right now is those international numbers. And as you can see, it's going to get international releases in early August. So I think that we'll start to see some of those numbers roll in. I could see it getting very similar numbers to the other Jordan Peele films that have been released. So let's put this up against us. So it's definitely underperforming against films like us, but 104 to 67.8. Again, it's definitely far behind, but um, if you look at the end result, 256 had 81 million in international. I would not be surprised if Nope was able to get between 65 and 80 million dollars. And then for its domestic, I think it could get over 100 million. And uh, that would put it probably a right around its break even point to make a little bit of profit as well. It's not going to be a big hit, right? His other films were big hits because they made 256. In fact, even. Uh, his first film made about this much, either 255 or 257. It either made a little bit more, a little bit less, I forget. But the budget was so much smaller. Whereas this budget for Nope is a lot higher. So it's not going to have nearly as much return on investment. But I do still think it will have enough in the tank to be able to get its money back. Minions is still killing it. I mean, this film, even though it's not on the high end of its projections, it's doing well enough to likely end up well over $700 million. And also, that's right. Compare this film to Thor Ragnarok, or sorry, not Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder. I think this film will end up being a higher performing film, if I had to guess. And then also, this was some exciting news. So Top Gun Maverick at $1.28 billion. This line right here from Deadline. Top Gun Maverick will get, rather it says, less than $20 million now separates. So this is a more updated number. Less than $20 million now separates Top Gun Maverick from 1.3 billion worldwide. And it says that it will cross it this week. So $1.3 billion for Maverick. That puts this film on pace to maybe, just maybe, be able to catch up with and surpass Star Wars The Last Jedi, which I know everyone would be excited to see happen. It's already been able to do that domestically. It would be awesome to see its worldwide total be able to do that as well. Thunderduck, thank you again for that comment. All right, back into the YouTube chat. Thank you again, everybody. Smash that like button, please. 
All right, it's 724 in the chat. It's 758 in real life. I am falling behind like I normally do. Soul Assassin says, congrats on the new job for Lady Freya. Absolutely. She is awesome. Dane Golong, what's going on, Dane? Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, Input Latency says, she wants to get back into church and get her kids used to it as well. If I may ask, please pray that it goes well for her, her husband, and their kids, and they all become staunch Christians. God bless. God bless you too. Input Latency. Uh, Absolutely will. Absolutely will. Um, And again, I will always strongly, always, always very strongly recommend um, and encourage people to go to a traditional Latin mass. I just think there's something so powerful, especially a low mass. Some people might get a, a little freaked out by the fact that it's so quiet, but to me, it just, it makes things so much easier to focus my, my brain, my mind, my entire being to doing what I'm there to do, which is to offer proper worship to God through the sacrifice of the mass. So that's why I prefer it. Uh, Scott McKenzie says here, they gave you a shout out. Oh, nice. Very cool. It's very nice of them. Very, very nice of them. I'll have to check that out then. Cool beans. If anyone was watching and knows the timestamp on that, I would love to. I mean, I plan on listening to them in in the long run regardless, but let's see. Sherry Allen says, good luck to Freya on her new job. Hope she will enjoy it. Right now, she's already enjoying it. So very, very happy to hear that. Very happy to hear that. Let's see. Awesome one. Good morning, green man. Good morning to you. I guess it's morning where you are, awesome one, as he's playing around with the emojis, which I know the problem is, is that YouTube has the restrictions on the sizes. And so even if I'm able to get a really good one, like there's one of Willow there, <laughs> which is cut out and adorable, but because they're so small, you can't even see them. It's uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, over on DLive, what's going on DLive? And again, I do apologize to the DLive fam. Unfortunately, um, I can't highlight comments like I used to because I have to use the system that I'm using because of the issues that we were having. But Captain J-Rod, the beer guru, what's going on? Thank you for the two ice cream donations, man. Daniel Thorntad is say, I love Stargirl, the only good show on the CW along with Superman and Lois. I like how dark season two was. Season three is bound to be better. I agree. That's a very, very good take, Daniel Thorne. For those wondering about season two, specifically of Stargirl, that is something I can absolutely point to. It is a lot darker. It almost reminded me of... It's almost like all the shows seem to be getting darker because Stranger Things, for instance, in the most most recent season, season four, got really dark. So dark, in fact, my wife couldn't watch it anymore. She does not like at all when they started to very much go down the possession route, route, uh, the possession route and such. And the CG, even with the CG effects using for the bodies, like, crumbling in on themselves... Even I was just like, oh, I don't like this. Um, that being said, I overall enjoyed the show because I, I did like that it kind of it kind of put a new spirit in the show itself. Stargirl also kind of has not not to that extreme, of course. It's still a CW show, let's be honest, but it does still have a similar you know shift in tone, basically, where it does become a little bit darker. Where you do have a character that is definitely much more of a almost a demonic like presence in a lot of ways, very evil. Um, but yeah, definitely agree with that uh, assessment there. Jared the Beer Guru also then sent another ice cream donation as well. Daniel Thorne says, I'm halfway through Eraserhead, and so far I'm not amused. It's all bleh. I hope things get better. It won't. I try to warn you, good sir. I try to warn you. 
Uh, he then says, stop motion, any movies this year. The House, Mad God, Marcel, The Shell with the Shoes On, Wendell and Wild, Del Toro's Pinocchio, gonna see any. Del Toro's Pinocchio, maybe. I, I know there's a trailer that recently came out for that one. Haven't seen the trailer yet, but Del Toro always makes interesting con- content. It's not always good. Shape of Water being a great example. Um, I don't care what Anna the Star Wars Girl says. It's a terrible movie. Uh, <laughs> we still need... We've been having to have... We've been needing to have... We were planning to have a debate about that and Avatar, and I think another movie too, for years, and then it just kind of fell by the wayside. I think I saw that she had a booth actually set up at Anime Montessori as well, um, which I think Anime Montessori, just not even knowing everything that's going on, I feel like it's going to be one of the most important events in the life of the Fellowship. I don't know why. I just... The, the 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 kind of people that are there, like you've got Rakeda there, right? From Rakeda Law, you of course got the Geeks and Gamers Friday Night Tights uh, crowd there too, right? The the Fellowship people. I, I honestly think that it's going to be such a combination and culmination of people. It is definitely something that had I planned my summer differently, I probably would have not done the first Orlando meetup or the first Orlando trip, and would have instead done just the Dallas and Houston one. Um, but hey. You live and you learn. It is what it is. Um, and then Daniel Thorne, thank you for the ice cream donation. All right. Caught up with my D-Live fam. Uh, the chat, I'm sure, is going to jump on me on YouTube. Let's see. Bongo says, Disney Plus brings in a lot of money each month, and I think Odin should take a 10% cut. Oh, man. If I could get a 10% cut of that close to a billion dollars. Again, even if it's on the lower end, $750 million, I would gladly take 10%. I don't know why they would give me 10%, but I would gladly take it. Now that my lo- I've already paid off my student loans because my wife is amazing and knows how to budget. Um, by the way, if you still owe if you still owe student student loan debts, get a budget together. Trust me, you can get through it. You can get through it if you have a budget um, and create one. It's 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 hard. It's difficult, and it's the worst feeling in the world because you have to be responsible. <laughs> it's one of the worst things ever. Um, but I digress. I will say that. Um, yeah, if I if I had access to that kind of money, it's like since loans are already paid off, one you know one of the first places that it would go would be to uh, to my my church, to the basilica that I go to, and of course it would go to those in need, and I would make sure that I would go and pick charities specifically that I know would actually do some good. For instance, Jay Drunk Repio, a lot of it would probably actually go to him because he's someone I know, he's someone I trust, he's someone that I've seen firsthand uh through his vlogs through through his uh posts through his patreon the good work that he's done i mean gosh jay's awesome i i actually watched i watched enough of the panel to to get to the i was at the point in the panel i got to watch just for a few minutes because i just didn't have time with family obviously because family comes first the weekend um and it was the part where jay was speaking and it just made me smile he always he just knows how to make everyone smile Awesome one says, Jeremy shouted me out on the panel. Nice. Well, thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Shout out to Jeremy. Marquise. What's up? Good, sir. Time to say, just saying I enjoy these reviews and congrats on Lady Freya's new job. Greetings from the Netherlands. Well, thank you from for watching from the Netherlands. Good, sir. It's got to be, what, early morning for you? Hamilton Burger just put a, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, it's the awesome one because Odin is on FNT. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Shorty Short says, are you still having a Lady Hawk relationship with John? Is he still a night owl? 
That's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I, I think that they... But the, the only difference is that, at least in that movie, even though because of the night and day, at least they have interactions. I can't say that I have the same with, with John. I love him. I love him to death. But the, the dude has no concept of time. And uh, well, let's just say two days I set aside three-hour blocks of my time. And uh, he, uh, he betrayed me. He betrayed me. He's not good. You, he's just a chicken. Cheep, 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 cheep. Anyway. All right. There's the chat jumping on me like it always does. Again, please smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. And light that fire button. It's 741 in the chat. So some comments have likely been skipped. It's 8.07 in real life, so I'm about 20 to 30 minutes behind. Oh, man, it's like the good old days. Anyway, Rob D. Titus said, I would love to see someone wheel in a whole barbecue with propane tank and start grilling hot dogs and hamburgers in the theater or charcoal so it's nice and smoky. Definitely would not want that to happen in the theater because then the smoke, smoke alarm would go off and it would just ruin everyone's time. Master of Gaming, your MCU box office profit numbers are accurate because Black Widow and Eternals didn't get sequels, but Shang-Chi did. Now, that is not to say that you may not see sequels for those others. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did hear that there's a, a there was at least a rumor going around that Eternals 2 was happening and that they were bringing back the same director. I did hear that. And it wouldn't surprise me because even if their films lose money, they do still... Film losing money does not guarantee that it's done. Especially, as I mentioned, with Disney making guaranteed millions, hundreds of millions every month from Disney Plus alone. It's got a lot of money. That's why, as I said, on paper, Disney and all the executives of Disney can make themselves look really good on paper. However, as you've noticed from the stock market, the stock holders are not convinced because the stockholders say, wait a minute, your profits are dropping. Wait a minute, your films are losing money. Wait a minute, things are not looking really good here, guys. And so they're starting to sell their stock and then the stock's starting to lose its value, etc. And that's why I've said this several times and I'll say it again. The only way Disney will see any change is not going to be coming from the executives. It's going to be only if, if and only if, the stockholders, especially the bigger stockholders, if they actually hold the executive's feet to the fire, um, if they hold the board to anything. Let's see. Over on Odyssey, Abomination, eight minutes ago, said, remember those complaints Jeremy was talking about? People saying, how could you compare Star Wars to popular shows like Stranger Things? Sometimes soon, we might start hearing them say, how could you compare Star Wars to popular movies like Top Gun? Exactly. And I think that that is the greatest example about why we are correct. Thunderduck, tag to say, I call it now. Love and Thunder will make less than Thor The Dark World inflation adjusted. And it would be great to see the MCU taking a fiscal beating. What are your thoughts for Phase 5, Phase Crap, and Phase 6, Phase Chicks? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked about, I had a, we had a stream already dedicated to, to the Phase 4, uh, the end of Phase 4 and the Phase 5 and 6 stuff that's been announced. It looks awful. Yeah, it's MCU, completely MCU. It's been confirmed. So shout out to Gary, who who's you know, for me, coined that turn very, very accurately. And I actually pointed that out. I did a video a couple weeks ago where I actually compared all the Thor films. And I, I noticed, I was like, oh, actually, there's a good chance. There is absolutely a chance that Thor Love and Thunder ends up having a lower total, um, 
low, lower total box office than Thor The Dark World. And if that happens, and I think it was in the same time where I was talking about John Campia, you know, he was coming out saying, yeah, you're an idiot if you say it's not successful. It's like, how can you tell me that Thor Love and Thunder potentially making less than Thor The Dark World, arguably one of the worst MCU films ever made prior to the last couple of years? Like, again, but prior to the last couple of years, really endgame era, like endgame and post-endgame era, Prior to that time, most people's MCU list would have Thor The Dark World at the very bottom. So you're going to tell me that that movie, making more than Love and Thunder, is a good sign? Is a sign of health? That it going backwards in terms of box office is somehow a good thing? No, obviously not. Obviously not. But uh, yeah, I, I made that comparison a while back. So I'm glad that you've noticed it too. Soul Assassin, Arlington, that place is crazy. Sounds like the bishop there is crazy too. Gotta have to pray for him. Soul Assassin, did you know that, spoiler, Drunk 3PO is Yellow Flash, mind blown. Yeah, that was the part of the stream I got in on was him talking about the experience of being confused uh, by people on Twitter. Was was it Renfamous? Wasn't it Renfamous, I think, who confused him to be Yellow Flash? It's like, bruh, bruh, come on, man. Uh, let's see. Dr. Martin Van Nostren. What's going on? Temple of Doom isn't that good. The true sequel to Raiders is The Last Crusade. I actually agree with that take. I know that there are people who will swear by Temple of Doom or who enjoy it. I don't. It's okay. I'll watch it. But Last Crusade? Whew. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I You know, sometimes, in fact, depending on the day, Last Crusade is, for me, I would say Raiders is the better film, Last Crusade's the more enjoyable. I like the story of Last Crusade. Uh, let's see. Zaid Manzani. Thanks for tagging. Uh, didn't the Pope kind of slap Opus Dei in the face a few days ago? I didn't understand it much, to be honest. You've already spoken about it. No, so that was something different. So, yeah, basically, he changed... He issued a document, which was a legal document, where he changed the the structure of Opus Dei. It used to be ruled... Um, I forget exactly how it used to be run... There used to be someone who was in charge. I forget if it was like a bishop in charge from their order or if it was like an independent person. But basically, he's changed it so that there's a lot more oversight. So, yeah, it is um, definitely not a good thing as far as where we see the, per- the current pontificate and you know all the other stuff going on. Uh, but that's separate from the Latin mass traditionis custodis stuff. Nathan Slate had to say, has Where the Crawdads Sing made profit yet? Let's see. Let me go to the good old. No, not that one. Not Box Office Pro. <laughs> Let me go to my handy dandy website. I've not updated it with any of the Friday numbers, but as of last. Oh my goodness, this thing is blown up. Let's see. Crawdad Sing. Uh, as of 729, so as of yesterday. It was at $48.3 million total, and it was about $6.9 million in the red. So it was very, very close. As of today, it's at 52.4. So it's on the cusp. I think by the end of the weekend, it will have broken even or will have just or, or will be just about to. So yeah, it's I've already mentioned this. Crawdad saying is going to break even based off of the numbers. So um 
Either this weekend it'll break even, or by Monday or Tuesday of this week. Bongo says, Mr. Freeze singing Ice Ice Baby would be funny. Yes, it would. Jonah Wingster, well, that's because Temple isn't a sequel, but a prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Semantics, semantics. <laughs> uh, I didn't choose to be a member, Dad. Well, General Wingster. So I guess it is that whoever happens to... Whoever happens to gift the memberships chooses, I guess? Or is it random? Nathan Slate to say, I guess with the Batman 2 getting Mr. Freeze as the main villain, they will get Arnold to come back and play the part. Oh, goodness me. No. Big Worm, what's going on? Says, hail Odin in the past, uh, in the past coming, coming to the future at two times NGL, driving me nuts not having any decent movies to see with the wife or kids. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a rough patch, but I can say... At least for me, I'm pumped for next Friday because Bullet Train comes out. I think the trailer did exactly what it needed to do. It built interest, at least for me. Not Maybe not for everybody. I thought the song choice, the variation of Staying Alive was actually quite fun. It looks like a fun movie. It could very well be a good trailer with a, you know, a good trailer that makes you think it's going to be good and it ends up being bad. It is Brad Pitt after all. However, I... I think I'm going to try and go see that Thursday evening for its premiere, if I can. Flag Ninja says, Gifted memberships are chosen randomly by YouTube. Ah, I gotcha. That is very interesting because they chose several people who are active in the chat. And then there's like a couple people who are not as active in the chat. (laughs) It's so random. Let's see. Dr. Martin says, I find Aquinas' view of nature and grace compelling. Dude, Aquinas, Aquinas is a genius. Aquinas absolutely is a genius. If you've never read, uh, if you've never read um, even parts of the Summa Theologica, it is just, it's beautiful. It's very articulate. It's also very meticulous as well. He brings up common objections to it. So instead of doing what typically would be a straw man argument that we see in modern society happen a lot, he prefers to go the steel man route to bring some of the best arguments against his position. And then he gives a response and then he responds to each of those individual uh, responses. So it's, it's again, very meticulous. Definitely recommend it. If anyone's ever had questions about religion or theology, he's the way to go. I think Uh, Tina says, Brad Pitt is just crazy and his legs are, but ugly. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Shots fired. Shots fired. Charles uh, Okawago says, how far do you think Top Gun Maverick will go domestic? 675. I think I mentioned that in the last video I did. I think 675 is definitely uh, a potential. I think 675 domestic is is definitely a potential for it um, because it's still making what? I think it's projected to make another 10 million this weekend. So law of diminishing returns would say it's going to make somewhere between five and 7.5 million next weekend. If it sees similar drops and similar holds Um, could even make eight or 9 million to be honest, because it's seeing drops in the teens in many situations. So yeah, I definitely think it's possible. Let's see. Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Thanks for being a member on the channel. Marques, sorry it took me a while, but I like to be able to highlight these. So uh, let's see. Marques, thank you for the five. Oh, was it? The five euros. 
super chat saying, Hey, oh, just saying, I enjoy these chats. Sorry you couldn't make it to anime Matsuri. Congrats to Lady Freya on her new job. Greetings from the Netherlands. Well, thank you very much again for your greetings from the Netherlands. Yeah, again, I wish I could have made it to anime Matsuri, especially since it seems to be a place that it's, it's hopping there right now. It's a hopping place to be. A hopping place to be. Um, but hey, so is so is this channel right now, OMB Reviews. Chaz, a hopping right now. Thank you again, everyone, for being here. Let's see. By the way, Captain J.R. the Beer Guru had mentioned this a while back, saying, I brew, I brew, I, sorry, I brew my own beer in mead. Well, hey, kudos to you, Captain J. Rob. I don't touch the stuff. I don't touch the sauce. Just on the red shirt, I finally watched Old Henry. Great movie. Thanks. Yes, it is. So shout out to, I believe it was. Well, first off, I believe it was Laura who sent it to me. So shout out to Laura for sending it to me, the modern major general. But then I, I believe it was Hardwick who had first brought a lot of us, brought the film to a lot of our attention. So shout out to Hardwick as well. Howard Bentho, who's usually in the chat. David L. had to say, speaking of OGM TV, I, am a contest- I was a contestant on Remote Control and was on screen with Dennis Leary and Adam Sandler. Dang. I don't remember Remote Control, but dude. Blix, what's going on, man? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I got news for you. You get <laughs> Every time that clip is played on FNT, I like it it mutes everybody and and puts us off screen. As soon as it starts playing, no no I'm literally dying. I'm laughing. No matter how many times I see that clip. <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh I watch a great uh it's a it's a Catholic it's a Catholic news show. It's called The Rundown. But they have similar clips where they play it all the time. And there's one where there's a priest. <laughs> there's a priest who... I forget the priest's name. I think he's a, I think he's a priest for what's... Uh, there's a YouTube channel called The Fatima Center. Um, tradi- it's a more traditional uh, channel. And they do a lot more outreach stuff. So a lot more like explaining different things. More so than you know news commentary or anything. But they take a clip from one of his homilies. So this is a homily he gave at Mass. And the clip that they use, it's very similar to the one with uh, Ice-T. And it's it's a clip of him saying, What, are you gay? (laughs) And so obviously that just... Similar topics, and so it reminds me. Seb says, I have to leave in a bit uh, to eat dinner with family. Hey, family is important. Family is important, Stephanie B. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we got about nine minutes left in the show, as I do like to keep these things around 90 minutes long. Input latency. I say, I would love to do TLM, but I need to keep looking to find one in range of me. It would be nice to have a mask without the guitars, the bass, drums. God love you, brother in Christ. Input latency, absolutely. Well, if that's the one that you're bringing family to, I don't know. I don't think that's going to win them over, man. So uh, input latency. I think you might still, I think you're in the Discord. Reach out to me, brother. So that way, because my brain's not going to remember. Reach out to me. And uh, we can try and see, I can try and see if I can help you find a, a good mass that might be near you. Because even if it's not a TLM, there's, there's some other good alternatives that are typically out there. So I can help you do some research, man. I have no problem and, and would love to help out uh, a fellow brother in Christ find a, a good mass. So Assassin, who's a member, says, who got Odin talking about math? Shame on you. Who got me talking about math? Who do, you, who do you think you're talking to? I'm, I'm the king of the math, of course. Talk about, 
Talk about math all the time in my box office videos, man. Where you been? Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Hey, forgot to join since I did not have, since I don't have the visual mass. Anyway, just watch the trailer for the end, and I kid you for the, and I kid you not, Indian remake of Forrest Gump. Oh, man. So, are you, do you mean, like, India Indian? Or Native American Indian? Either way, I'm intrigued. Speaking of intrigued, and uh, India, specifically, I finally got to see the film RRR. I know that Chris Gore has gushed about it, as well as some other members, uh, or members adjacent to the Fellowship. The RRR. Wow. There's a lot of stuff I love about it, and there's a couple of things that I'm not a fan. The first thing I'm not a fan of is some of the CGI. Some of the CGI is atrocious. The animals, oh, it just made me want to throw up. You know you know me and CGI. The second thing I'm not crazy about, it's a bit long. It's a three-hour movie. Eh, it's, a, it's, a bit, it's a bit long. You can kind of feel it. Everything else, though, oh, my goodness. The story is great. There is, of course, some, some Bollywood-style dance sequences. Uh, only a couple of them, I think. I think there's only two. But then the action sequences are phenomenal. There's a great sequence that is both badass and hilarious where a guard is asked to arrest somebody who happens to be in a giant mob that is literally surrounding this gated <laughs> this gated uh, outpost. Like literally hundreds. It's almost like a zombie invasion level of people. And so this one guy who's one of the leads in RRR, who's one of the officers representing the British crown during this time literally like leaps over and like beats up a bunch of people goes against the eye. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's on Netflix. And I know Netflix is evil, but if you have Netflix, it is available there and I would recommend it. Uh, the subtitles are pretty easy to keep up with and the action is well worth the time. So anyway, (laughs) there's my random segue. (laughs) Alrighty then, Soul Assassin. Uh, y'all know tomorrow is George Jetson's birthday. Dang, July thirty first, twenty twenty two. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize the Jetsons were set in twenty twenty two. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty phenomenal. Justin the Redshirt says Bunions are greater than the MCU. <laughs> Bweezy Bird, I'm not going to read it, but you said it. You sure said it. <laughs> Uh, General Wingster, I won't go into too much detail with it, but just know it's uh, it's better and she's happier. Again, she doesn't officially start it until uh, Monday, but glad you... Uh, let's see. Dark Shadow Logan, thanks for tagging. Glad you, Baby Thor and Lady Frey are doing well. I pray things continue to be blessed for you and your family. Well, thank you, Dark Shadow Logan. I pray for you as well. Thank you. Uh, David L. says, so you are one of the 57,000 people who actually watch the CW. How in the world did Batwoman not survive? Well, there's more than 57,000 people. There's more than 57,000 people. Soul Assassin, been watching a lot of pro-dark ads for shows about demonic possessions. Ooh, no. Stay away from that. If there's a choice in the matter, definitely stay away from that. Uh, Father says, regarding Eraserhead and weird cult classics, I still have to watch Danny Elfman's Forbidden Zone. Weird any film from the early 80s with Herve Vel- Velches playing a king? Is that spelled correctly? I don't know who that is. 
Uh, awesome one. Wow, been gone for 30 minutes. He now got to my chat. Odin is bawling. <laughs> yep, I'm basically doing exactly what uh, is expected of me. All right, chat jumped again. No comments have been skipped this time. Woohoo! Your average Patriot nerd. What's up, brother? Thanks for being here. 70B is hanging. Uh, sorry, sorry. 70B is heading out. Have fun at dinner with your family, Stephanie B. As we are getting close to wrapping things up here as well. So first off, let me catch up with... I got one comment over on Odyssey who tagged, I like Thor The Dark World a lot, says Thunderduck. Never understand the hate director Alan Taylor stated the vision was different. He considered never directing again. He would like to have a director's cut for it. Seems like shortly after Disney had full control, the studio directed the movie more or less. Uh, it's it's just not a very well-made movie. Uh, I like it personally because I'm drawn to the the Thor franchise in general. As far as just the lore, I, I, I just I'm, I've always been intrigued by the lore and you know this you know obviously this uh, fictionalized version of the fictionalized universe, you know, um, and so I've always I've always been intrigued by that. So I've had that bias towards it. But even when I saw the film the first time, I recognized this film is not very well made. It's not well written. It's not well shot. There's a lot of technical problems. There's a lot of objective problems with it in general. So if you, again, I enjoy it just like you might enjoy it, but it's not a good movie. So it definitely deserves to be at the bottom of a lot of people's. So the fact that, again, the fact that the movie is likely to end up being higher box office wise than Love and Thunder, that is abysmal to say the least. Snorpoopa says, take care, every human. Well, hey. Uh, Tina's got another five minutes, but that was at 8.05, so she's probably already gone or very close to being gone at this point. Uh, Okay, yeah, there she is in the live chat at 8.25. Okay, my friends are knocking. I better not leave them out in the heat. See you all on Tuesday. Tina B., thanks for being here. Uh, Hopefully you could at least hear that part. General Wingster, I only have one private school loan to pay, and it should be finished by early next year. Boom, General Wingster. Congratulations. It's always the great... It was the best feeling in the world to get the email slash letter of, hey, you've paid off all your loans. Snorpoopus, good night to you. Jay is a good soul. I saw that. Had to highlight it. I'm happy to call Drunk 3PO a friend, says uh, Father Chris Miller. Me as well. And he also, I always have the deepest, we never can talk for very long, but whenever we do talk, it is going to be a deep philosophical, theological life conversation. And I I love those conversations. Bongo, have you seen the movie What Happened to Monday? If so, what do you think of it? I have not seen it. Haven't even heard of that one. Master of Gaming is a member, says August and September seems dry when it comes to movies. Bullet Train and Medieval starring uh, Ben Foster. I do like Ben Foster. Did not know there was a film called Medieval starring Ben Foster Color me excited. I don't even have to see the trailer. But let's just say, if Ben Foster is not set in medieval times, not the restaurant, but the uh, <laughs> the time period. Anyway, input latency, only 20, 30 minutes behind, making great time. I try to do the very best that I can. I like to be able to address and answer the questions because even though I'm sure that I could go the route of other channels, and I'm not saying that other channels do this on purpose necessarily. It's because... Some channels need to do it this way because they've got vastly more people who watch them. And hey, I do this for fun. So they do better than me as far as the numbers are concerned. It's a win because they're friends and they're awesome. Um, but what I was trying to say is some people might do the you know only super chat or only donation route. But for me, I recognize that time is the most precious thing that you can give. And so if someone's willing to dedicate time, the only thing that I ask is that they tag if they are not a member. Um, I think that's a pretty, you know, simple thing to ask. Pretty, um, 
you know, simple, simple, simple request from a simple man, as uh, Jeremy would always say. But also, I like to be able to highlight comments for people who are both either members or not members, as long as they're able to tag. You know, if if they want to have a question or anything like that, I like to be able to try to give them the time that they deserve. Dan Blackroy back in the chat. What's going on? Good sir. He says, I think Eternal Sequel rumors were just that. I don't think it's going anywhere further as an individual entity. And as I said, I would want to agree with it, but I do think that there is at the very least a potential for it to be the case just because of the fact that uh, Disney has money to burn, basically. They have this giant cash cow in Disney+, Plus, so they, even though they lost a lot, <laughs> a lot of money on the film there is definitely still a potential that they could try to revive it or that they could try to be like, all right, we're just going to take a mulligan on that one. <laughs> uh, Tina says, it's 8.09 p.m. Steph went to dinner with her family. I have friends coming over. See you Tuesday night. <laughs> and then she still hung around for 15 more minutes. And that's why Tina and Steph are amazing. Brian Barth, what do you think of Oppenheimer teaser and blonde t- trailer? I've not seen the blonde trailer. At least I don't think I have. Oppenheimer teaser is great. Nolan can do teasers very well. If there's one thing that I think most people can agree with, regardless of their thoughts on his films, almost, I don't, I can't think of a single one. Every trailer he's ever done, every teaser he's ever done has always been great. And I say that to say that it's always made me interested in going to see his movies. Doesn't mean the movie is going to be great necessarily, but he does trailers. He knows how to do trailers. He doesn't give too much away. And it's great. Big Worm, Daddy Say, you might like Joe Pickett on Paramount Plus. Binge watch. Strong family vibe, strong marriage vibe, strong wife, strong husband. Teaming up uh, to be the big bad of the season was fulfilling. Nice. Very cool. Very, very cool. I like Tina keeps saying she's gone and then kept coming back. <laughs> Again, that's how amazing she is. Alex McCarthy, Alex, I like Thor too. Odin, of course you do. Of course you do. Exactly. It's like you read my mind somehow. Big Worm, who's a member. Temple of Doom is only cool with heart and the bridge. Mr. Jones. Awesome one. I went to St. Anne's Catholic School for 7th grade near Arlington, Virginia. Is that a traditional church? Taylor in SC. Is that South Carolina? Taylor in SC. Tag to say. Disney announced on a recent earnings call that they don't expect Disney Plus to net actual profit for at least another couple of years. Love your channel, by the way. Well, thank you very much, good sir. Yeah, again, I wonder what they mean by that. If they mean specifically the amount of money they put in up front to pay for all of the projects and all of the films that are on the platform... Uh, if they mean all the money they put in for the server costs, etc. If that's what they mean, I could understand it. But the facts would still remain that they are still making hundreds of millions of dollars per month. So if that is being used to pay for debts that have been accrued by it, that would make sense. But there's still... So what I'm trying to say is that that's still hundreds of millions of dollars that are coming in that not very long from now would still be able to recoup lost investments from the last couple of years, if that makes any sense. But yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that too, but then I thought, I don't know where the money, I don't know where that kind of money would have been spent on because I look at all the shows they've done. I think about how much those shows cost. And even then it's like, you would only need a few months of the numbers you have to be able to make up for it. So I don't know. Again, there could very well be other metrics or other costs, especially server space, things like that, that we don't actually have access to where it could be more than what we thought. But regardless of that, it's going to be able to make its money back very quickly, much more quickly than some other things would be. And after that, then you're looking at 
complete net gains because the overhead cost, once everything is paid for, the overhead costs are going to be very small. Dan Blackroy, can't have another Da Vinci Code incident. Uh, let's see, Gemini 76, technically Temple of Doom is first in the timeline. Uh, still the worst of the three. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Random like Odin's Color Room. It's not random. It's, it's based upon the liturgical calendar. If you get a traditional liturgical calendar, you could find out what the color of the room will be on a given day. It very, very rarely will go past that. Big Worm Dad to say, yeah, my wife wants to see Bullet Train for reasons we all know. <laughs> it does look fun, at least. It does look fun. Orange Reviews, fun fact, Odin George Jetson will be born tomorrow. All right, we got two people on different uh, streaming services, or not services, different streaming platforms. Uh, pointing that out. That's pretty awesome, though. That's pretty awesome. Meet George Jetson. Boo-doo-doo-doo. All right, we are wrapping things up, though. So if people could please... Uh, could please calm down on the the tags. I'm going to try and get through the ones that have come through so far. Josiah Fitch, that's new. What's going on? Good, sir. Big Worm, thank you for the $20 super chat. Use this to get some snacks at the counter when you and the lady go to Bullet Train. Well, for one, the lady probably won't join me because one, as uh, as a parent, one of us typically has to stay home. Yes, we can get a babysitter, but it's also typically something that's more difficult than not. Also, I don't think based off of how I know my wife and I know that she does not probably would not like that kind of movie. It's just, she doesn't like darker movies. She doesn't want to go out of her way typically to go see darker films, especially. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll ask her about it. The other thing too. And again, I very much appreciate your incredible generosity, big worm, but for anyone that does donate via super chat, I know that this is something that we've talked about on the channel and you've probably heard from others too. The way that YouTube works is that one, they take 30% of every super chat. And then two, the money that's sent today doesn't actually get to me until the end of next month. <laughs> it's just the way it works. So I always recommend people circumvent Mama Susan going through Streamlabs instead because then usually I get it within a day or two. And the only thing that's taken out of it is the processing fee. Um, regardless of it, Big Worm, thank you for that super chat. And so I will definitely use it for a movie in September because that's when I would actually be able to use it. <laughs> I appreciate it, Big Worm. You're awesome, brother. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thoughts on D&D? Dungeons and Dragons? Never played it before, so don't really have many thoughts about it. Rob D., over 1 billion people read the plot synopsis of Thor, Love, and Thunder Disney Plus. It's a massive success. John Campy, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's a, you can't say it's not a good success. Like, I can actually say it's not successful because it's doing worse than love and thought. Sorry. It's doing worse than <laughs> I'm blanking out on my own. I'm blanking out on my own points. Now it is doing worse than the dark world. It potentially will have made less than the dark world. And yes, adjusting for inflation is completely fair. And is the only fair metric that we can use because until there is a system in, by which we can actually track the exact number of tickets sold per movie, which is really the most important metric is how many tickets are sold. Until we can get that information, though, internationally especially, adjustment for inflation is the only metric and the only standard by which we can actually use to have an, a legitimate comparison between films from different years. So, yeah, Campia calling other people idiots is hilarious. Uh, Father says, Herv was tattooed in Fantasy Island, never watched Fantasy Island, so. Master of Gaming, Tattoo Sayer, excited for Prey for the Devil from Lionsgate. I, I think, so the, 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 tr the name is very on the nose, but no, 
because I do of I for those that don't know I'm devout Catholic, traditional Catholic, Orthodox Catholic, traditional Latin Mass Catholic. There's many different labels that people can give, um, but I I always because of that avoid typically films that deal with the demonic. Um, to the best of my ability, there there are some exceptions to that. For instance, uh, Stranger Things. That's because. Even though it was portrayed as the demonic, it actually, you know, as the story goes on, you find out more about what it actually is. But I stay away from actual stuff based in, rooted in, even if it's based off of a true account and a true story, because it's never a good idea to open yourself open yourself up to that kind of stuff. Uh, the old adage is you'd never want to crack a door open because if you crack a door open, if you crack a spiritual door open especially, if you open yourself up to something even just a little bit, Something can come in, and I uh, try to avoid that. I think it's a smart play. Helmenberger Herv Vilchase was tattooed on Fantasy Island. The plane, boss, the plane. I never saw Fantasy Island. Apparently, a lot of people have, though. The plane, the plane. Helmenberger, he was the villain in The Man with the Golden Gun, if I recall. Ah, uh, okay. I have seen Man with the Golden Gun. Been a while, but Bongo says, I will post trailers to movies and show I mention in the Discord. Discord says Bongo. Well, thank you. I'll try and get to those. Uh, let's see, good night to you, Bryant Barthel Sasson. Have you seen the trailer for the Stallone film Samaritan? Looks interesting. No, it's been shared with me, and I've I've heard that it looks pretty interesting. So definitely excited to check that out. Uh, Tyrese, what's going on, good sir? The first hour of SummerSlam under Triple H is already better than uh, anything AW has produced since Grand Slam. Oh come on, Tyrese, Tyrese, come on, brother, really? I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy that for a second, son. Uh, I might have to check it out, but I again, I really have no interest in the WWE. They don't have anyone working for them other than Cody Rhodes that I have any interest in, uh, unfortunately. I guess maybe Edge, more so because of the story and just the pathway he got to get back into the ring, but they've let go of so many people. I don't even know who they really have left anymore. I guess, what, AJ Styles is still there, technically? Uh, Flag Ninja, what's going on? Cisco Kid is here as well. Big Worm, you missed the Streamlabs link definitely in the future. Hey, no problem at all, Big Worm. No problem at all. As I mentioned, it still goes to me, and it will definitely be used in the future for stuff like that, man. So I really do appreciate your um, your generosity. It does mean a lot. Uh, what Otis is saying about YouTube and their payouts and cuts is 100% true. Yep. A lot of people don't recognize that. Um, and there was actually a time when... I demonetize basically my channel. I turn super chats off and I recognize that, well, you know, for some people, they're either more comfortable with super chats for, you know, security reasons for other things like that. And also if someone wants to donate, I'm going to let them donate the way they want to donate. Simple as that. If someone wants to donate via super chat, it's appreciated. It's, it's well, it's well received, but I do think it's also important to be transparent about, well, Hey, these are how these companies work because I could also talk about Streamlabs specifically as a company not being the best of companies either. I'm pretty sure that there was a whole thing of with, I think it was a whole woke thing that they got into actually. So I know that some people were trying to switch away from Streamlabs because of that and to switch or maybe it actually, maybe it was a corruption thing or a cybersecurity thing. There was something that happened with Streamlabs that, that had people kind of bouncing off the platform. I've never had issues with it, so I, I've stuck with it. But luckily, there's a there's a plethora of other things to, to utilize. And uh, as far as platforms are concerned, I am excited for the day to be able to add even more platforms as well, right? I know there is like a few people that watch me pretty consistently on Rumble, for instance. But Rumble, you have to pay to stream there, and it's like, no, I'm going to wait for them to 
you know, once they open that up, I will gladly stream to Rumble simultaneously as well. I'm sure, it'll make my job even more crazy, but also when clean up some grass in my yard. Nice. Pastor yesterday talked about the rise of neo paganism. Oh, absolutely. Huge thing. Uh, let's see. Recep the Cripple missed you at the FNT panel at uh, Matsuri today. Just got back to my hotel room and saw you. Well, thank you very much for being here, good sir. Yeah, I couldn't go to it because I've already done a lot of traveling this summer. This is the last weekend before. Uh, school starts so we have meetings this week so meetings all of the beginning of august uh freshmen start on friday with orientation and stuff so just wasn't a good weekend for me to travel not to mention the fact that when i travel it means the lady freya is alone with the little one and um it's just not fair to her to to do that as you know especially this week where because she got a new job great news um she took some time off to be able just to have like off time which she never has and it really would not have been fair for me to go off to houston during during that time for her so things ended up working out pretty well but obviously i do wish i could be there because i hear that it's awesome i hear that there's a lot of good stuff going on so definitely can't wait to check that stuff out but we are well ahead of time tonight so we're gonna have to end things there uh soul assassin gotta head out yeah i gotta head out too man the r god bless you scott can mod himself says awesome one um anyway so thank you again everybody for being in the chat tonight for everyone that donated for everyone that smashed the like button lit up the fire button in odyssey uh whoever you are wherever you are wherever whenever we're meant to meet together seriously from the bottom of my heart you guys are fantastic as i say and i've said early in the stream for anyone to dedicate their time to watching me a uh, just a regular old school teacher <laughs> you know like I, I still can't quite get over it even though i've been at this i can't believe it's been almost three to four years now um still can't quite get over the fact that people actually want to watch me and hear what i have to say on 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 anything so seriously from the bottom of my heart thank you for dedicating your time to watching and uh for for just being as supportive as you guys are so anyway that's gonna be if that's gonna be it for me so make sure you smash the like button like the fire button as well you guys are all amazing and beautiful people i will see you all on tuesday evening again no morning shows this week the last morning shows were last week because School is starting up this week, so back to the old schedule. I'll update my website soon with the new schedule, stream schedule. It's the same as it is evening-wise, 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays and Saturdays uh, with the occasional Saturday 12 to 3 stream with the Chosen of Valhalla. That's a once-a-month stream. And uh, anyway, thank you all again for having an amazing summer with me and looking forward to more to come as well. Anyway, have a wonderful rest of y'all's evening and weekend, everybody. And as always, God bless.
And now for a huge shout out to all of my Keeper of the Bifrost and Chosen of Valhalla members over on Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals. Starting off with my Patreon supporters, we got Chris from the 80s, who you can check out on YouTube, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Father Luca Illich, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can also check out on YouTube, Rosetta Allen, whose YouTube channel's name is Eagle Rider, Stan Andrea. Miss Martin Muses, who also has a YouTube channel, and the Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out on her show that she does with the amazing Stephanie B, my Valkyrie, uh, on a show called Soup to Nuts on Tina B's channel. Also to my subscribe star peeps, we got Matt317, who you can support over on Twitch, same name, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and Man, who you can support over at xtheboundaries.co. And lastly, to my locals, members. We got Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? We have UAB Mad Dog Mike Jackson for the win. Brett D90 and Robert Barnes, who most people should know about at this point. So go support him over at InfoWars uh, YouTube and all the other locations that he is at. But if you want your name shout out at the end of every single video and live stream, check out that top link in the video description. Finds out all the places that you can follow me on social media and also all the various platforms you can support the channel, which include not only shout outs, but also access to giveaways of 4K titles, Blu-rays, uh, tons of other stuff uh, like that digital codes and then also uh, a way to get access to being featured on the channel once a month for the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where we talk about movies, pop culture and pretty much anything the Chosen want to talk about. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check out the video description. There's also a access to a podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger once or twice a month and don't worry if you were wondering where the July episode is because of scheduling conflicts, especially with John, we were not able to get that done but we will have two episodes this month to make up for it so don't you worry about that. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.